from the Duck South Studios in Morgan City, Mississippi. I love the smell of napalm in the morning. I want to punch you in the face so bad right now. This is the On The X podcast, powered by DuckSouth.com. I didn't get a harumph out of that guy. Get the governor harumph. What we've got here is failure to communicate. Today's episode is brought to you by Advantage Multi from Bayer. Advantage Multi is veterinarian's number one choice in the prevention of heartworms, fleas, roundworms, hookworms, and whipworms. Treats and controls sarcoptic mange. Make sure your dog is protected by using Advantage Multi. I said what I said and I'll stand by it to the death. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? And now, here are your hosts, Jay Paul Jackson. You just love to hear yourself talk, don't you? Even when you're not saying anything. Rocky LaFleur. Yo, Adrian! Adrian! Houston Kennedy. Please, Houston, we have a problem. And Josh Webb. Coons. We're raccoons trying to get on our back porch. Mama just chased them off with a broom. Welcome to the On The X Podcast, powered by DuckSouth.com. I'm Jay Paul Jackson, and today I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Rocky LaFleur from the Morgan City Studios in Morgan City, Mississippi. And we also have as a very special guest host returning this week, Greenhead22 himself, Mr. Jeff Estes. Jeff Rocky, great to have you guys on here with me on this post-election day day. Glad yeah. to be here. And don't yeah, all I... y'all talk at once now. Well, I was, I was letting Rocky go. I was letting Rocky I was, go first. I was being a gentleman. That's how I, uh, people from Ole Miss are. We're 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 gentlemen. We really scholars. We're seven. Okay, seven seconds into this, and this is how this is going to start. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right. That's how it's going to be. You're down twenty-one to ten to Georgia Southern late in the second quarter, and this is how it's going to start. All right. Game on now. <laughs> <laughs> you know the Bulldogs win one game, Rocky, and Jeff thinks he's king of the world. Oh, I'm God. back now. I'm back for one week till Saturday. Then, then, hey, then I'm then thank off goodness again. He, thank goodness he didn't have to have headphones because they would not go on. Oh no, that head's way, way too big today after that win over A&M. No. By the way, congratulations Here. because that was amazing. Well, I was I was sitting there in utter belief watching it, but the I have to say, as great as that win was, the worst part about it was having Stingray show back up yesterday and just complete act like a of Alabama grad. That's basically just the way I'm gonna put it. <laughs> I mean, I mean, he's been quiet since we've been getting stomped every weekend, and then we win one game, and here he comes back talking smack about Alabama. That's the last thing we need to do is fire up that train. <laughs> but man, has it been a crazy week and a crazy Saturday? I mean, who'd have thought that we would be trailing the Georgia Southern and that A and M would win? I'm amazed that Alabama only beat LSU ten to nothing. Well, that, that was, was I know a lot of people. I know a lot of people didn't like that game, but that was a true heavyweight bout. Of I know everybody likes to see fifty forty five scores. But there is nothing wrong with watching two heavy – I mean, just two monster teams go at it and have a 10 nothing score. I mean, yeah, it's not real exciting, but, I mean, it shows the quality of those two teams and what 
they go up against. I mean, A&M smokes a team that comes out and loses to us, and then Alabama, and then Arkansas gets destroyed by Auburn. They come out and beat Florida. So yeah. any given Saturday, you can be beat. It don't matter who it is. I mean. Hey, hey guys, we, we've talked about two seasons already. Jay Paul's talked about election season. You guys, we've touched on football season. But do you know what the most important season that's going on right now that everybody forgets about? Duck season, baby. No. No. No, I don't know. Duck season's right around the corner. That's the most important to me. What is it, Rocky? It's pecan stealing season. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Matter of fact, I'm looking at a pretty nice pecan tree over here by the cell phone tower behind the shop. Yeah, I think I'm, I may have to hit it up in a couple of days. <laughs> You're not lying, man. I drove, I drove down in the bottoms yesterday, and I'll tell you what. There was a 1977 blue Chevy pickup truck with rust over the fenders parked under every pecan tree that I saw just about with somebody out there crouched over picking pecans that you know belong to somebody else. Exactly. Exactly. What kind of world do we live in where I bet you I'm going to bet you this. I'm going to say that 95% of pecan stealers are Hillary voters. Would you agree with that? <laughs> you better believe yeah, that. Yeah, you, yeah. I mean, I can, I can say that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, pecan season, you're right. I mean, hey, when the, when the, when the time changes, when we roll back, you know, that is the indication that duck season's right around the corner, but it's also, you know that people are out picking pecans. And Talking about Saturday, by the way, being a crazy day. Jeff, did I tell you about stopping by my dyslexic buddy's house on Saturday? Oh, no. Yeah, man, I went by my dyslexic friend's house on Saturday, and when I walked in, he was sitting in his living room floor rubbing black shoe polish on his thing. I said, no, you dyslexic idiot. Tonight's the night we turn our clock back. (laughs) 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 Mm. Oh, Oh, my gosh. Yeah, (laughs) man. That might make the editing room floor right there, but I had to to throw it in there with the concealing (laughs) The time change does. My wife made that observation uh, the other day, but. Man, hey, speaking of, of Hillary voters, there sure weren't as many as we thought were the guys. Well, no, I, he, um, he, caught, he caught some states up north in that blue wall that were, I mean, Obama the past terms got 60 to 70% of the vote, and then Hillary turns around and gets, gets 30% last night. I mean, it was, I stayed up as long as I could, and I finally went to bed like five minutes before they called it, and then I got back up and watched the rest of it. Um, but for her not to talk to her constituents last night, which really wouldn't have been many to them because they were uh, bawling in tears and crying and already left two hours before. The the funniest part about last night was Fox, yes, they're going to be pro-Republican because everybody else is pro-Democrat, but they were keeping it in line. They were like, look, we're not going to call any of these exit polls until we know for certain that it's confirmed. Well, they're calling them, and you turn over on CNBC, NBC, ABC, CBS, CNN, and all these other news reports have Hillary up by 50, 60 electoral votes an hour after Fox has turned Trump up 40. 
Yeah. I mean, yeah, I saw that. I mean, yeah, they, I did. I, I made note of that. We were trying to kind of bounce around a little bit and look at different things. And, you know, at one point I was telling uh, a buddy of mine that was down at the duck club with me last night, they had uh, Trump at 254 on Fox and Hillary, I think at 208. And I flip over to, I believe it was CBS. And they've got him at like 180 and her at 220. Yeah. Once they, once once she once she got to 209 across the board, she flatlined. Like once they they got her to 209 real quick. And it and and the funniest part was she won Nevada, which put her at 215, I think. The rest of the news stations didn't claim Nevada for her for another 30, 45 minutes. And Fox went ahead and said she won it. Like, I mean, the vote was like 8,000 difference, but we, we, we're we claiming it for her. And they, they yeah. didn't, but they were so far ahead on the other that once she got to 209, then they finally bumped her to 215. It was, it was game over. Once she started lighting them up, it was, it was over. Yeah, well, no I, I, I woke up this morning. I wanted to see Twitter's reaction to the election. And I want to ask y'all this question. Do you ever remember a time that when when Obama was elected and and you figured out he was going to be the next president, did you ever say that he was not your president? Because when I woke up early this morning and on Twitter, one of the, the trending hashtags was not my president. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it, it's just not that way. I don't like Obama, but I don't, I've never said he's not my president and I'm, I'm not going to burn down stores because he, you know, won a second term in 2012. No, and, you know, I, I haven't heard any reports, though, of any type of looting, vandalism, uh, reaction like that around the country. Now, I've been out in the field training dogs all day, getting ready for duck season. But to my knowledge, I haven't heard anything. Has there been any of that reported that you guys have seen? I I haven't seen it or heard of it, but I think what is late as the reporting came in last night, they probably all crashed well before that. So <laughs> if something's going to start, it'll be tonight. It'll be tonight. The pecan Steelers will be out tonight burning stores. <laughs> I hope not. But you're right, Rocky. I mean, no, I've never said he wasn't my president. What I wonder about is, you know, John Stewart, uh, um, oh, Leah Dunham, you know, a lot of these actors, actresses out there who said they were going to move to Canada. Uh, from what, I, By the way, I did hear, I think, on one of the CNN or, or Fox headlines this morning on Sirius XM Radio, that the uh, Canada immigration website issued a welcome statement for anybody that wanted to come, that they welcomed people from all different backgrounds to make their culture more diverse. And I thought that was pretty hilarious. But... I wonder if these people that said, hey, I'm going to move to Canada if Trump gets elected, how many of them will actually follow through now? No, none mm-hmm. of them will. It, uh, it's all I can, all all I can tell them, they better take up duck hunting. That's all the deal there. <laughs> You're right about that, brother. And speaking uh, of duck hunting in Canada. Yeah, we got to get to duck hunting because I have a, we have a question that, that needs to be discussed today a serious question about duck hunting. 
right. Look, we, we got a great question. And actually, the question came from Houston, uh, co-host of the show. Houston brought it to J. Paul and I, uh, our attention last week. He wanted to know, Houston lives in northwest Alabama. He hunts in Arkansas. And he wanted to know how he should plan his hunt around looking at the weather. And when looking at the weather, how cold fronts affect duck hunting? Yeah, you know, when we were talking about it earlier, this is what I think about that. I believe that when you're planning around the front, a lot of it depends on what you're hunting, the severity of the weather that's coming through. And I don't think that there is a hard and fast rule. I mean, I've heard guys say, oh, man, you know, big fronts coming through tonight, tomorrow morning, I want to be out there. You know, we're going to have new ducks. Well, uh, a lot of times the ducks come in ahead of the front, and the next day they're gone, particularly if it really, really drops the temperatures severely. I mean, here in northwest Tennessee where I'm at, you know, We've got uh, some fields down by the Mississippi River that generally have a lot of waste grain in them. And if you've got particularly snow coming in, you better be out there right ahead of that front in that field because birds are going to be piling in there to load up on those carbs in ahead of that front. You know, other times you'll see it really, really nice and warm and a front will come through and the next morning it'll dawn clear and cold and you'll have ducks dropping from the heavens that came in, you know, on the tail end of it and stopped in your area. But, you know, then there are going to be other times where you have a front comes through with a, with a huge freeze that accompanies it. And, you know, after the front rolls through, everything is locked, frozen up and all your birds are gone. So to say that there's a hard and fast rule, I think is impossible. My best advice for someone when it comes to hunting on the weather change is this. Weather change is usually going to bring birds, and usually the event's going to happen sometime over a three-day period, either the day before the weather comes in, the day the weather comes in, or the day after it leaves. So when you're looking at a weather event and you're trying to plan on hunting that weather event, it's a great idea but don't pinhole yourself or pigeonhole yourself just to one day because you may miss it. Be ready to be in there and be patient. I mean, you know, I, I've seen last year uh, we were out hunting. Uh, hey, hey, hey! Let me let me just throw this out there and get comments from both of y'all on this. Okay, it, look, it, one of the things that we've seen a lot of over the past couple of years, there's two types of cold fronts, and you've really got to pay attention to this. One, you have Pacific cold fronts, which pretty much just drop the temperature the day after they come through for about one day, probably five or ten degrees. And then you have an Arctic cold front. So I asked both of you, and Jeff, you can start us out. If if it's a Pacific cold front where you know it's not going to drop the temperature but five or ten degrees, when do you want to be there? If it's an Arctic cold front, let's just say we're hunting temp- timber for the sake of it all, okay? Let's say we're hunting timber. When do you want to be there for a Pacific cold front? When do you want to be there for an Arctic cold front? Uh, let's see. Well, if it's going to freeze up that bad, you probably want to be there the first, like, two to three days before it hits. Um, because once it locks up, 
a lot of your woods are going to lock up also. I mean, if the water's not deep, I mean, it's going to freeze up and it's going to push your birds out. Um, also, what I've learned, especially up here in Arkansas, the, the moon phase controls a lot of your timber hunting. That's like right now, if somebody, I've been, people been asking me, when should I come hunt? The first thing I tell them right now, do not come on a full moon week. Because if you're hunting timber, you want to hunt on a full moon. But right now, you it could drop 10 inches of rain on this place up here, and you wouldn't tell it. I mean, it's bone dry. So everybody's going to be hunting fields. So if you're hunting fields on a full moon and you got a reservoir close by, you're, you're shot for the whole week. Um, I mean, front-wise, I've been here since September 26th, um, and it's, what, November 7th? November 9th. Mm-hmm. Five mornings I have woken up and walked outside and was like, hmm, this feels good. I mean, we're sitting November 9th. Five mornings since September 26th. I mean, it's just hot, and I don't see anything coming. Uh, the last couple of seasons, we got a freak uh, freeze, like an opening night. Uh, we shot birds up in the morning. That night it froze, and everybody's like, oh, it can't freeze. It's been 50 degrees. That water gets under oh, 32 cool. degrees. I don't I don't care what that ground temp is. It is going to freeze. It froze up Sunday morning, done. Opening week was shot. Plus, we fell on a full moon. This year, we have the full moon before opening week here in Arkansas. So we're getting that out of the way. We're also going to get it out of the way on the second split at the start. Because usually that's what happens. You'll catch a day or two, and you'll shoot, get a good many birds. Full moon kicks in. Unless you're hunting woods, it's game over. Um, also, if you get a hard freeze, you're not going to hunt in these rice fields for three to four days. It's going to probably thaw out 2 or 3 o'clock in the afternoon. You may shoot something in. Um, but I've always said this. If you're not busting ice at least three times a week in northeast Arkansas, you're not going to kill birds. You're not going to see them. I mean, I've, there, we're, we've, we've got more specks up here right now than you can shake a stick at. Like every rice field that's that's got stubble in it, and they just started putting water on these fields yesterday. It's slap full chocker block of tar bellies, and we finally started getting some snows in this morning. I saw a field earlier that had some snow chickens in it. Um, yeah, respect. and if you've got water was, right now, too, if you anybody yeah. that's got water right now has got ducks. I mean, you know, not I've a lot seen, of migration has occurred, but there's so, there's so little water that the birds yeah. that are around are, are concentrated. You know, I was uh, in Missouri over the weekend, the central uh, part of the split. And, Rocky, I'm going to come back to your question. But up there, the uh, central zone opened over the weekend. And Otter Slough on Saturday, uh, this is this is public hunting where you draw for a pool that morning. They had 120 parties turn out to draw for the 30 spots. But the successful hunters shot a 4.8 duck average on public ground at Otter Slough WMA in the Boot Hill of Missouri because, you know, the ducks are concentrated. <laughs> and also, Rocky, to get to your question, back to it, Pacific front versus Arctic front, I want to hunt in advance of an Arctic front because it's going to leave everything behind it frozen and usually the ducks are going to go, just like you were talking about, Jeff. I want to hunt... Uh, behind a pacific front 
because it's going to drop the temperature and bring some new birds in, but it's not going to blow them all the way through and out, out of there. So hunt ahead of the Arctic front, hunt behind the Pacific front, and that's what we had. We had a uh, Pacific front come through last week, and it brought new birds down, and those guys that hunt there on the WMA, and uh, you know, we were up there on private ground adjacent to it, had a lot of hunter success because you know, where there's water, there's going to be ducks, and the temperatures didn't drop dramatically. It was the front was just strong enough that it lowered them five uh, to fifteen degrees, and you know it brought birds. So hunt behind the Pacific front, hunt ahead of the Arctic front. Is that what you were looking for, Rocky? See, I'm going to disagree. In my experience as a guide, it, now if we're just talking solely hunting timber then I'm I'm going to be the opposite. I want to help hunt, let's just say a Pacific front's coming through, you know, at lunch. Um, I'm going to want to hunt that morning, you know, when that Pacific front's coming through. Now, when the Arctic front's coming through and it freezes everything up, we're hunting deeper water in the timber, I'm going to be, want to be there the, the day after it comes through or two days after you're going to have new birds show up after an arctic front pacific front you're pretty much just stirring up the same birds that's been in the area for say a month or two yeah during the middle of duck season and but that pressure gradient the way it changes when a pacific front uh comes through it's almost like like a deer it just gets them moving it gets them stirred up they're looking for new food but you don't really get a lot of new ducks out of a Pacific front. No, you're, well, I mean, I mean, like right now, these birds, I've, I've been watching like a couple hundred ducks. I mean, that's literally all I have seen on around. Other than that, it's been a million specs. But these birds right now are only having to feed one time a day. If you drop this temperature down, get it in the uh, high 30s, low 40s, these birds are going to have to feed two, three times a day. Well, you're going to start seeing... It's the same bird you're seeing, but it appears to you that it's more birds when it's actually the same one. Um, that's, I mean, that's the thing about getting them stirred up. But talking on the front stuff, the last three noticeable pushes of birds that I've seen here, and you're probably going to call me crazy, but a lot of people, a lot of other people noticed it too and asked me about it, was on a big south wind, and we had birds coming out of the north. I know it doesn't sound right, but I mean, a bunch of people up here noticed it. We would catch a big south wind, and we'd just be looking at each other like, okay, we're about to get some birds out of the north, and sure enough, here they come, mid-afternoon, out of the north, fighting that south wind. Normally, I mean, I've always grown up, big north wind, you're going to get a big push of birds. It's like the, it's like a reverse deal now. Um, heck, I had guys and some buddies in Canada last week shooting blue wings, so maybe... If we hadn't had any blue wings come through, you might have some nice trophy birds rolling through here <laughs> uh, within the next two to three, four weeks on blue wings. Yeah, yeah, um, buddy, they are. They're going to look beautiful, too, when you get them. Yeah. Rocky, I, I, I don't know that you and I are totally disagreeing. I think a lot hold, of Hold on. Hold, hold, hey, 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 before, yeah, let me go back and let me go back and change mine just a little bit. I'm going to agree with you on the Arctic front. I either want to be there right before it comes through, or I want to be there a day after it comes through. So I'm going to agree with you on that part. 
because those Arctic fronts are usually so strong and the winds in the, the upper atmosphere and the pressure's changing so much that it has those birds going crazy on a really strong Arctic front. So I'm going to go back and agree with you about the Arctic front. I just don't know if I would about the Pacific cold front. Yeah, and well, again, I think it's semantics, though, too. I mean, when I think about an Arctic front, a true Arctic front, I'm thinking about a deep freeze. And if you're talking about hunting in the timber, Jeff is absolutely right. I can't believe a Mississippi State fan could be, but he is. He is absolutely oh, right. I have to document that. <laughs> uh, let's say J. Paul Jackson at 232. Oh, look, let me get a <laughs> The laws oh, of physics say <laughs> water freezes at 32 degrees no matter what. I mean, unless it's, yeah. got, now, unless it's got some current, you know, if you're in a timber hole where you've got some good current, moving it no it's not going to freeze but but by and large in the timber even if it's deep water if it's still it freezes at 32 degrees and below yeah. and when i think about I mean, an arctic front rocky i'm thinking about something that drops the temperature like a hammer would you agree with that jeff yeah like the big big change like when it drops at 30 25 to 30 35 degrees in a matter of a couple of hours and it's just like, oh, that's a shock. I mean, it. I mean, it, it hits your system, and I mean, the, the especially after after an Arctic front, after these fields been froze three or four days, when those fields do thaw out, I want to be there waiting because they've got to come to the fields. I mean, they've got to, I, I, they've I got to eat. I agree with that. So, Rocky, I don't know that we totally are in disagreement. I think it's just. You know, when I'm thinking of an Arctic front, I'm thinking in terms of something that's going to freeze and lock up everything. You're thinking about something that's a major weather event, not as mild as, you know, what you term a Pacific hunt front. And and in that case, you know, but, but a major event, I still want to be there before it happens or while it's happening, more so than afterward. Uh, you know, and if it drops those temperatures enough that everything freezes, you know, you better be there before and during. Because after, every bird in the country is going to leave. And I think we would both agree with that. Yeah. Look, I'm going to say that Jeff probably brought up the most important fact that more people don't pay attention to than anything else in duck hunting. And look, we can go into detail on this another day because it's a totally different subject. But that's the moon phase. A lot of people that are in duck hunting don't pay attention to moon phases. And man, it has a major effect on duck hunt. Major, major effect. I mean, no doubt. I mean, you, you, you have people, you have people that book weekends and they'll come in. I'm like, mm, did y'all not check the moon phase? No. What's that got to do with it? It's got a lot because those birds are going to feed all night. You're going to go out there first thing in the morning. You're going to scratch out three, five birds in the first five minutes. And then it's game over. Uh, more times than not, on a full moon week, I hunt from two to four every afternoon because they're gonna lay up all day. Even even if it's chilly, if it's cold, they're gonna lay up. They're not gonna feed. Now mid mid afternoon, you'll be able to go out and pick some birds off. Um, if you're hunting timber, yeah, those birds are gonna feed all night. They're gonna go hit the woods, and you're gonna hammer them. I mean that, but your your timber right now is not. I mean, there's there's not a lot of people that's got timber that's gonna have water on it, especially as low as the water table here is right now. Um, but that full moon, 
I mean, it just it breaks my heart to see a season open and full moon kicks in the second day and you're done. Like, I mean, it's it's over. Um, I mean, Mother Nature just controls them, and I mean, they it's just like deer hunting. Full moon, that deer's gonna feed all night. He's gonna stay up all night, and he's gonna lay up all day, and you're never gonna see him. Um, even yeah. People people say well, if it gets cloudy, they won't feed at night. They still do. That that does not affect them any. And look, I, I'm going to stand in agreement with Jeff on this. If you're planning, okay, I need, man, I need to write this down too. Hold on. <laughs> Rocky and Paul in the same segment. Okay. <laughs> if, if you are planning a hunt that, that is over four hours away. And you know whether you're going to be hunting the field or you know whether you're going to be hunting timber. Don't don't try to, and you have to plan it a few weeks out for vacation purposes. Plan that hunt around moon phases. So, Amen. I, I, Amen. Yeah. I would absolutely they, they, agree with that. And you know what, Rocky? I think that uh, that's something that we need to add to the DuckSouth.com site. We need to talk to Josh in Houston and see if we can't get a, a moon phase calendar added to the website for the folks to follow the podcast so they can check it out also and, and it's in take the a new app and, it's, it's awesome. actually in the it's in the new duck south app and speaking of new apps and new websites uh monday if you guys haven't noticed the folks at hardcore decoys and hardcore brands launched their new website now hardcore has been a supporter of our podcast since day one and we really appreciate all the guys at at hardcore brands great products some of the most innovative and durable products out there for waterfowlers we've got a whole bunch of new products coming on the market eva decoys um clothing if you're down at the wings over the prairie festival uh the Friday, Saturday after Thanksgiving, be sure on Main Street to check out the truckload sale that Webbs is going to be having there of hardcore stuff. But Hardcore launched their new website, hardcore-brands.com, this week, and it features a link to the On The X podcast powered by DuckSouth.com. So big shout out to our friends at Hardcore. Appreciate their support. And guys, if you're out there, if you're looking for gear, particularly decoys, some really, really great buys at hardcore-brands.com, and you can check out the link to the Onnex podcast. Listen, Jeff, man, it has been great as always having you back on yeah, here today with dude, us. Dude, man, it. It, it, yeah, I mean, man, it was some really, really good information. I, I'm Jeff. I'm glad I was able to get in touch with you because I knew you could throw a lot of knowledge out about you know this yeah. subject so so thank you for coming on oh yeah yeah we appreciate I, it tremendously i hope i hope i hadn't gotten fired by the time i get back here in the call shop but uh just wanted to give us a little pup anybody's looking for a new duck call or a new spec call to start the season off uh refugecalls.com uh we're turning calls every day trying to fulfill orders and uh, get stuff sent out um we come out with a new spec call that's going to pretty solid um and i feel sure the opening week in arkansas they're gonna that's gonna be predominantly the bird that's gonna be available around here but yeah refugecalls.com adam lyerly um give us a call or uh, check out the website and appreciate the business
Yeah, man, I'll tell you what. I got my hands on one the other day. Unfortunately, it belongs to somebody else. I just got to blow it. But Adam has created a really sweet-sounding, not difficult to blow speckle belly call that is pretty doggone impressive. Yeah. And uh, and uh, <laughs> he just came out. He just came out with a new uh, duck call. It's called the Brawler. Uh, it's kind of an offset of a J-frame slash cut down. Um, it's been in the works past month, couple months. He's he's had a few sent out, and we're working on uh, turning some more and getting those ready for orders. So uh, if anybody want to check those out, uh, you can see a refuge page. Jeff actually sent me a video of the the new call that that they've got coming out. This a uh, I guess you'd call it kind of a hybrid, wouldn't you, Jeff? Yeah, you can you can blow it normal like any other call, or you can you can bark it like an oat or a mondo or a layers hybrid. Or, I mean, you can get a lot of pitch out of this call. I mean, it's it's it sounds good. Probably the most. Oh yeah, it's the most versatile call right now. Um, I believe personally believe in the refuge line on the duck call wise. But it is a wow. it's a stout little call. That's a strong statement. Hey. Adam's already texted me three times telling me to tell you to get your butt back in the shop. <laughs> he has because he's not at the shop. <laughs> he had to go. He had to go handle some business. So, so unless he's that's why I want you back there, another, I guess. Then, <laughs> or 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 if my working buddy in there has uh has ratted me out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. lord! Yeah, yeah Colt might have ratted me out. So. No, man, I'm just giving you a hard time. But I do know that you've got to get back to work. And uh, as always, though, having you as a guest host has been great. Uh, Rocky, man, good to have you on here with us today, too. Any parting thoughts before we wrap it up here today? Yeah, I mean, with the uh, with the first strong little push of cool air that's coming through on November the 9th, I carry on a tradition <laughs> that my dad taught me when, since I was a little kid, uh, I bought a couple of bags of chitlins and I have them in a pot boiling as we speak. So, yeah. shout out to the hall. Yeah. Mm. Oh my! No, hey, I'm yeah. I'll eat just about anything, but I ain't gonna eat a chitlin. But no, man, no, I can't too do much it. information. Yeah, can't yeah, do I it. Mean, first cool snap, gonna eat chitlins. So that sounds like yeah. something an LSU fan would eat to me, doesn't it? To you, Jeff. Uh no, that just sounds like an Alabama fan. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> I can definitely see that too. All right, Rocky. Well, I don't want your chitlins to boil over, and Jeff, uh, I know it'd be pretty hard for for uh, Adam to to get rid of you, but I don't want to get you in any more trouble. So, guys, great uh, being on here today on this post election day. Had a whole lot to celebrate, no doubt, from the outcome last night and. A lot of great stuff, and I hope everybody out there from DuckSouth.com that, that's listening, you've really enjoyed today's edition of the On Next Podcast, powered by DuckSouth.com.